I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Wow, I said that very excited. I don't know what just happened. I, you know, we're, we're, you're still, you're still finding your thing. I mean, I love that you do it differently every time. It's awesome. So I think that is not because I'm finding my thing, but I really appreciate that you said it like that. I just think <laughs> sometimes I'm just like greetings. And then I'm like, why am I doing an accent? What the fuck just happened there? Oh. <laughs> anyway. Okay. You're, well, we're, hey, we're hey. starting. Okay. You know yeah. What? So I'm, how, how, yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, well, you'd think a lot of drinking at this point from the I think this so, episode. Like. I'm I'm actually only drinking some uh ginger lime water from Nixie, nice. but um no, it's uh no, it's just been kind of busy. It's a it's a busy season, it's going into busy con season for us. So yeah, you know, getting all and, that stuff underway. And I am still in the process of you know changing muckers. So my living room now looks like the end of Indiana Jones uh and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I appreciate uh, that. I also appreciate the what you told me you're doing today, which oh, yep. makes me laugh because um, you are transferring all of your VHSs to DVDs. Not all with... of them, but quite a few. And okay, I have some well, treasures, including my recording of the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> which, which was definitely, uh, you know, that I don't know if you want to call that a treasure or a curse. No, but, I think you know, that's one of the cursed items in your Indiana Jones collection there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I did mark one box with a like a burnt in, uh, you know, just covered a, you know, a burnt symbol of the Home Depot symbol on the side. So, OK, and I, and I just labeled it, you know, item arc. Yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> how, that's that's how these things start. Oh, my gosh. Which reminds me, I got to show you something funny that happened. And before we go, we have a guest this episode, so we shouldn't do this too long. But shouldn't, shouldn't I was, too long, yeah. I talked to a friend of mine who was telling me she was talking about what to do when she dies. And it's a horrible topic to think about, but I think everybody should plan for it, especially if you have family and children, like, please do yep. the paperwork. It becomes a yeah, big do mess it all for everybody. Beforehand. You don't want yeah. to second guess these things. So she was telling me she thought she came up with a brilliant solution so that um, uh, she didn't take up space in a grave is that she wanted to be, I guess you can be put into a gem now. Oh, I've and, heard of that, yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, she's telling me this, and I'm like, and then she's like, whatever, you know, I can just go to a pawn store or something, and I'm like, you are intentionally creating a haunted object <laughs> and then putting it into the world. I don't know that anybody's thought of this. She's like, yeah, no, I was thinking when my parents pass away, one can each be an earring. I'm like, oh, like wow. the, the nope part of me, Mark, was nope. like, how Already. is this a good idea <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I'm all for the uh, the mushroom co coffins so that you know the worms can get me easier and and you know and do do what I'm supposed to do. So something, but not don't make cursed objects. Why would yeah, anybody yeah, that's, make a cursed object? There's plenty of easier ways to make a cursed object. You don't have to involve you know your remains. It's awesome. So and that's true. Okay, let me get to breaking news before because we need to introduce our amazing guests that we have. We have breaking news oh. this episode. We have breaking news, and this is going to make you so happy. Just wait. Okay, so from our friends at Paranormality Magazine, I need you to be prepared, Mark. All there right. There is now a system of cryptid encounter classification. 
it's like first kind, second kind, third kind type things. It's classes. So I'm going to do brief, but I'm including the link so everybody can read this. Class four to begin with is the lowest of the tiers, which is barely considered an encounter at all, which is no real interaction or proof. Um, however, you know, so you hear noises, whatever, you've seen yeah. objects, blah, blah, blah. Listen, Clear did you smell something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's for those people that can smell the, the color nine. Yeah, um, yeah. Class three is um, a more securely a cryptid encounter, distinct footprints, glimpses of the creature, louder sounds, that kind of thing. Class two is unblocked, undisputed sight of the creature and large amounts of museum quality proof. I don't know which museum. We've been to some fun museums, so I don't know if that counts, but... Uh um, and then class one, which is the most exciting and dangerous tour of them all, was the creature acknowledges your presence and even approaches you. What? You okay, have so we're talking Flatwoods level there. Yes. Um, hostile or non-hostile. You have physical contact or the creature tries to communicate with you. So there's a whole thing on this. So, oh, man, you know, we're going to have to look into this because I, I think we could, you know, revisit things that we've done in the past like hopkinsville and flat you know and and other ones and just determine what class they are so exactly so this is a new system uh, anyway um yes so we now can ask our our listeners what class of encounter that they had <laughs> with whatever let's see so, if this is taken off by any of the other organizations like if mufon or uh the bfro or any of these other guys uh take up this system then we'll then we'll start using it but uh yeah, so that gang, you can go visit paranormalitymag.com and, yes. uh, you know, go get that news. And if you want more in-depth articles and stuff, Paranormality Magazine, you can subscribe. And if you use the code TRAVELS at their website, you can get 10% off and uh, let them know that we sent you. So Yeah, um, I think we should make some stickers or something that say class whatever encounters, <laughs> class whatever travelers. I'm going to make a note I about think, that. I think at Dragon Con, we should have ribbons. Class yeah. four, Erie Travels Encounter. So yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that idea. Okay. Um, we need to in introduce our guest. Yes, yes. They've been waiting patiently in the wings, you know, in, the, in our spacious green room yes. that uh, is filled with, uh, you know, cryptic coolers and uh, other things. So. And green m, &M. I was going to say, there, there's no snacks in this green room. I feel Oh, stupid upset. Sasquatch got hold of them again. <laughs> it happens. It happens. So our guest today, having back on the podcast, because she is so amazing, we had no choice that and she forced us to so those are two things that made this I possible yeah. bribery is the thing so yes exactly uh the amazing author Bo Lake thank you for being here yay hi Bo so, hi Mark um when we were uh chatting uh, after the last recording we brought up the subject that we were going to talk about one of my favorite American horror story um seasons which has literally nothing bearing on this whatsoever, other than it was an actual historic event, which is Roanoke, the lost city of Roanoke. So um, did I say that correctly? It's Roanoke? Lost Colony. Lost Colony. colony. Never quite made city. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Semantics, <laughs> Mark. Semantics. But, um, and Bo was like, 
I am an exact, not expert on this topic, but I <laughs> want to talk about it. So I want to she, talk about every topic. So. And she was like, I live in the state that has a Roanoke and it's not the Roanoke we're talking about. So uh, yes. A common <laughs> yeah. misconception. Not nearby Roanoke. They're near well, each other. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I went to Winston-Salem, North Carolina as a kid, and I was so upset because there was no witch things anywhere. Yeah, uh, and I was like, wait a minute, there's no Salem here. There, there were no trials here. I was so disappointed. Okay, but Bo, let's start this by you explaining what the last colony there you go of Roanoke is. All right. So in 1587, settlers traveled to Roanoke Island to rebuild an outpost that had existed there and I guess was destroyed or abandoned um, by a previous colonist. They were led by John White, who, when they got there, decided he was the governor. So he was the governor of Roanoke Island. Um, and he was the grandfather of the first child born to English parents in the New World whose name was Virginia Dare, and she comes up later. Um, she's become like a part of folklore and used in some unsavory ways. Um, so John White at one point was like, I'm gonna return to England for supplies and maybe to get some more people. Um, so he leaves and he was supposed to come back like right away. He was supposed to go and then grab some stuff, come back from England. But then uh, the Anglo-Spanish War started and all the ships were diverted for the war effort, which kind of uh, meant that he was in England for three years. Uh, when he returns three years later on the date of his granddaughter's third birthday, um, he found um, that everyone was gone. All 115 people, there were 80 men, 17 women, and 11 children um, had disappeared. All the buildings had been taken down. You can't see my air quotes, but I'm air quoting as though they weren't in any hurry and there was no sign of a struggle or battle. The only thing left behind was a fence that surrounded the whole colony. And in one of the fence posts, someone had carved the word Croatoan. And then on a tree nearby, it seemed like they started writing it again and it was C-R-O, Crow. And Croatoan was the name of an island, another island south of Roanoke Island. And there is a whole legend about it being carved by uh, John White's daughter while she stood over the body of her husband, holding Virginia Dare's arms as she's carving it. Um, and that's basically the story because they were never found, never spotted again. And uh, there are a bunch of theories about what happened, but they, they're odd and I'm not sure what is correct. Yeah, this is, this is one of those great mysteries that has been debated, is considered the first great American mystery, at least the first great American mystery from European settlers uh because yeah. there are plenty before that uh but we don't talk about that that's uh, no yeah, that's we <laughs> yeah, we 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 like to start our history not where history actually starts yeah. so right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. where where we become involved but you know yeah. our, our, our descendants become involved but which our, is you know there's um, more history to this 
I, I like the premise, you know, when, when I was a kid, we went to Roanoke, uh, the island, uh, for a field trip because that's what you do in West Virginia. You take field trips to all over the, you know, you know, Washington, D.C. to Toronto because we're, you know, you're a few hours from everything. And uh, one of the cool things was, is we went to Roanoke Island and we watched the play, The Lost Colony, which is still performed there to this day. It started in 1937 and it's still going on. It won a, a special Tony Award for excellence in theater and all this. And of course, it is very, very loosely based on this but i remember at the time our history teacher saying look this is real this is this is what happened this is history and of course it's you know it's history versus hollywood as we've discussed many times on this show this mm -hmm. is it was the same thing even though it wasn't hollywood it was a stage play well yeah. i mean it's 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 like that thing where like if you go to shikateague island they always show the movie about misty of shikateague because it's their one thing so yeah. of course they keep showing the play because it's their one thing that gets tourists to come in. So I do want to, yes, I agree. So let's touch on the significance of the word because colonies and cities and towns did move and still move, but did move in the past because previously things like technology um, weren't realized. And I'm going to be very, very profound here, Mark. Well, brace mm. yourselves. I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. But you didn't realize where um, maybe the lands were not fertile enough to sustain um, growing things, or maybe there was flooding that you didn't realize when you started with the town because the flooding happened in a different season. Like there's a lot of things that we take for granted now because when we go to build somewhere, people usually look at those things versus sort of arriving and starting to build without any of the historical context or, you know, people um, looking at lands and things like that, that would make it, you go, wait a minute, this may not be the best place to build. Plus yeah. there were diseases and things like that. Plus, um, well, and outside of that, let's talk about the significance of the word for a moment that was found because that's part of what grew this legend to be super duper creepy. So Mark, well, take it the, away. Well, Croton is was the name of that island and also the name of the tribe that lived in that area. So mm -hmm. uh, some people were like, oh, the word was describing that they'd been attacked by this tribe. But these were the friendly tribes. There were a couple tribes that were out and out enemies of these visitors. Now, remember, the this is not the first colony at Roanoke. There were several others. Sir Francis Drake uh, was trying to found colonies in this new world. Supposedly, he had come to the West Coast and even come to North Carolina. And, um, and he was trying to found a colony. And later on, we would do find we would found one in Jamestown that lasted. This one didn't. So he sent a second colony, he sent a third colony, you know, groups to reinforce the people. And they were already at war because they'd gone into town or gone into, you know, inland a little bit. And instead of making peace with the tribes, they raided them and stole all their grain and, and corn and fled back and split it with other Englishmen who sailed it back to England, uh, you know, because we were terrible. And uh, yeah. you know, they, they were just they were just bad. So this colony was going to 
fix it. They were going to try to be peaceful. They were going to try to do it right this time. Uh, and that's why they brought the women with them this time. They hadn't really done that before. And um, and they basically, you know, he like you said, you know, earlier, he was going to go get some supplies for him because it was a rougher winter than they expected. It was a rougher place than they expected. So he's like, I'll be back in a year. And then that war broke out. You know, Queen Elizabeth and Spain decided, hey, we don't like each other again. Uh, and, uh, you know, and so but one of the cool characters in all this uh, is a guy named Fernandez, who was a uh, Portuguese Spaniard who came with them to the colony and he was a pirate. And he robbed Spanish and French and Dutch. He wouldn't attack the British. And he had worked out it. He was with another pirate who had been captured and all this. And he worked out a deal with the British government because he was so good at not attacking British that they let him come on this journey. And he was like third in command, second in command. And so he wound up getting promoted. And he was one of the guys who, you know, helps found this colony. And of course, that play I saw as a kid, he was the bad guy because, you know, he was Spanish. So obviously he was secretly plotting to destroy the colony. And that play really plays that up quite a bit. Oh, it's all in the playwright or the person writing the history. The play's the thing. Yeah. But uh, Crowd Tolan, I think, honestly, that's just it. They they wrote where they went. They said, hey, we're going here. And so when What's-His-Face comes back, you know, White comes back, uh, you know, uh, three years later instead of a year later, and he finds that word, he's like, oh, well, let's go to that island. But then there's bad weather. They don't have supplies for an inland trip because they thought they were just coming here again. So they don't go. Why don't they go? They know here's the word, but they don't. It's too much work. Like, like after all the storms went through, like why was he like, oh, I don't need to go check on my family. It's fine. It's fine. Granddaughter, she's fine. I'm sure she's growing up nicely. <laughs> she's Let's fine. just go back to England. Uh... I'll, I'll somehow all the men on this next trip convict it, convince him to go back to England. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was odd too because they knew that there was the possibility that something bad would happen because he yep. even prepared them in advance. He was like, hey, if while I'm gone, something happens and you have to move somewhere, I want you to carve a Maltese cross into the tree. Yeah. So he knew that something bad could have happened while he was away. But so I'm not no really cross, sure why there's, so... a, <laughs> there's no cross. Well, maybe and they just what, forgot. What if they were spelling out that CRO was spelling out cross? And they, just didn't, quite <laughs> they, get didn't know, there. they didn't know what it looked like. So they're like, oh shit, we'll just write cross. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting to me about this story a little bit is the the disappearance of her because they were never found again. Right. Well, so that's part of the the mystery of this entire thing is they were never located correct yeah that now croatoan island is now hatteras island which yeah. is well populated and uh so some people are like oh well let, you know they've obviously surveyed that yes and no you know um there have been some digs there but a lot of it is private property and would have been dug up before you know, we had all the protections and everything against archaeology and against native sites and all that. So, and a lot of the families there don't want any digging because suddenly what happens if your yard turns into, you know, the lost colony yeah. turning up, then you've lost your land. 
you know, eminent domain. So, um, and this is, you know, post, you know, everything when they started figuring out, oh, why don't we just do this? Um, but um, now we, there's lots of conspiracy theories about this, you know, of course. And of course, every writer in their world has used this as fertile, you know, material for, you know, Native American lore and all this, of course, where they wiped out by, you know, well, there's no signs of struggle at this site and everything. But that's back then. This is not like they have forensic scientists, you know, able to determine if there was a scuffle. Yeah, you know, uh, this is just, it just didn't look like it to them. You know, it had been abandoned for some time. They didn't find any bodies. You know, that's all the notes say. It doesn't say, yeah. oh, you know. Well, and here's the thing, again, traveling is not like getting in your car and going somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we've joked in the past about one of my favorite uh, video games of all time, the Oregon Trails, right? <laughs> yeah. Where people literally died of dysentery. Like, there are things that can wipe out an entire populace of people. So if they were moving, they could have died along the way back or yeah. been killed or 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 you know there's so many things but what was weird was literally nobody from this this colony was seen or heard from again correct like i mean that's... they were going to an island though and yeah. that island is prone to hurricanes and there's shipwrecks all around, all around it. it so and it's possible that they just shipwrecked one of the theories is they tried to sail home and mm. got lost at sea you know, that's, that's a, that is one of the theories. And another theory is that they merged with the Croatoan tribe. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, no, they couldn't support that many hundred some odd settlers that would have destroyed them. I think that's discrediting the native tribe that, you know, they, they could easily handle a hundred, you know, new people. But again, maybe not even that many, because uh, how many died in that first winter? How many, you know, didn't yeah. make it? You know, if it's a, you know, a couple dozen. Oh, definitely. You know, then then people change yeah. their story. But now all this, you know, suddenly 1937, the world changes. Uh, that is with the discovery of the Dare Stone. So explain what the Dare Stone is. Okay, Bo, do you want to do that or do you want me? I want you to do it. All right. All right. Sure. All right. So the Dare Stone is 1937. This guy discovers a rock and um, and uh, it's hard to you know really explain. It's got this carvings on it and the carving looks like it's written in Old English and it's dated on it and one side of the stone reads Anias Dare and Virginia went hence unto heaven 1591. Uh, any Englishman show this rock to John White, governor of Virginia. Now that's me, it's, it's written in old English. So that's, you know, the translation basically. So, and then on the other side is this long dissertation of what happened and it says father yeah so it's written to john white from virginia um as soon after you go for england we came here only misery and war for two years 
above half dead these two years, more from sickness being 24. A savage with a message of a ship came to us with a small space of time. They became frightened of revenge and ran all away. We believe it was not you. Soon after, the savages said spirits were angry. Suddenly, they murdered all save seven. My child, Anias, too, were slain with much misery. Buried all near four miles east of this river upon a small hill. Names were written all there on a rock. Put this there also. If a savage shows this to you, we promised you would give them great plenty presents. E-W-D. And I put a link just for all of our travelers in um, the show notes. I didn't do that. Our amazing uh, producer, Callie, will Magic do Magic producer. But, yeah. um, I put a link to, and it's a weird looking stone. It's a fairly large stone. So what is the deal with the dare stone? Well, as soon as this comes out, uh, uh, basically a group of Emory professors and uh, most notably among them is a man named How Hayward Pierce Jr. Remember that name. It's going to come up again. Um, and they traveled to the site where he, this guy discovered the stone. They could not determine the precise location, uh, but they figure this guy is kind of reliable. The, the, the guy who found it, it's a guy named Hammond, uh, Louis Hammond. Okay. Um, and uh, now this was in Atlanta, right? And um, so they publish the findings and the, you know, they really can't prove this stone is 100% legit until we can actually find corroborative evidence. So they, you know, there were, were supposed, there were some other accounts of survivors and a supernaturally motivated massacre of the people uh, that comes from some other, you know, pre 1800s dis you know, discoveries. Uh, along the Chowan River, which is just west of uh, Roanoke Island. And uh, now they did say the spelling was very Elizabethan um, and that um, the tools that could have done it were likely in possession of the colonists. And there was a stone carver among the colonists. So that could have been him, you know, dictating, you know, you know Virginia dictating to him. And um, so everybody wanted to find the burial site right because it says hey this is we buried everybody over here and yeah. well you know and whoever finds that site is going to have a historical gold mine right that's going to yeah. become already at this point roanoke is becoming a tourist attraction and mm -hmm. remember the time this was found in 1937 what premieres in 1937 the lost colony play Mm -hmm. Oh, so um, now so very suspicious, very, very suspicious. little bit. Right. I mean, imagine, you know, you write a book about UFOs and then suddenly, you know, that day you find a UFO encounter in your backyard. All right. You know, maybe there's something to it. Everybody would have said, but this is history professors. So it's got to be legit. Right. I mean, these are, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't make this stuff up. And uh, a couple guys come out and say, we found pieces that look like that. And, but 
the Pierces, you know, you know, they don't investigate it. They're, they're like, they don't investigate those two guys. And so they don't add their rocks to a collection because what they start doing is they start finding more and more rocks because this guy comes out of the woodwork uh, uh, and his name is Hayward Pierce and he has land and he finds suddenly all these rocks and uh, the guy who finds him is named Bill Eberhardt and he comes to these guys in Atlanta and says look what I've got and they start matching the the the, the original stone not quite 100% uh, but close enough to where they're considered a thing like do and they fit together like in pieces in pieces and stuff like that some of them are broken in half and 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 fit together and all this and uh so this guy's a backwoodsman and a stone cutter and that's why he's finding these stones is what he says but he also has like a well-known history of selling fake native american artifacts mm. so um and because this guy only had a third grade education um, they decide he is not smart enough to, to create this elaborate of a hoax. Wow. And, um, and so he finds 14 more stones very quickly. Um, they, and, and so they start labeling them at this point. So now we have the, you know, multiple dare stones. And the first one, you know, the Hatteras stone or uh, Hammond's Chowan stone, they called it because it's on the Chowan River. That's deer stone number one. Now these, the Eberhards are stones two through 14. And they're kept in a case. And they say basically in 1591, you know, the massacre that she talks about, um, they, you know, they're, they're, they, they validate it. But they also, you know, this is found 400 miles away. Wow. Yeah. And they say basically... We, you know, that, that, that massacre actually occurred in South Carolina, not North Carolina. And, um, and that these new stones were carried by native tribes. That's why they're not found in the same place, supposedly. And, um, and, you know, Darestone too had one of the texts says, father, we go, we go Southwest and, and it leads them to the Chattahoochee river into Georgia. And, um, and then they look for more stones there. And guess what? They find them. What? Through 24. So eight more stones are found. And they tra travel towards the great Hatanusi Lodgement. And we are living in primeval splendor till 1593. And suddenly Eberhardt finds three more new stones in 1940. And he still won't lead people to where he's finding these things. He, and he always picks them up. They're like, don't pick them up. We need to study where they come from and all this. But every time, oh, I found more stones here. Here they are. I got so excited. I picked them up. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't help. I had to bring them to you. So all the way up to 31 stones, you know, total now. 
And I need to call um, a massive degree of bullshit on this. That's the que- the reason we're, we're all curious about is why didn't anybody say, hey, this is kind of awkward, right? You know, this <laughs> is, there's some, hang on a minute, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, and then the fact that, uh, you know, then he finds an inscription on a cave ledge and they no. assign that a number because some kid chisels it off and takes it. Yeah, it's like, okay, we finally had a place where what could have possibly been, oh, nope, some kid took it. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. And of course, what's, what's great is, uh, you know, one of the towns involved in this is Roswell, Georgia. So we get to bring Roswell into this. <laughs> well, I have a question. So yeah. going down the rabbit hole, and I'm going to put a link again to yeah. what all of these stones apparently say, but mm. they all appear to be stones indicating um, the death of people, like they mm-hmm. like grave markers. Am I right. incorrect that they look like grave markers? Yeah, and that's what they're written like. They're written like, hey, on the one side is a, is a death usually and then on the back is usually this long diatribe of what happened and why we're why we're here where we are now and um and then there was two guys that uh was uh discovered they're the ones that had the split stone right the jet stone uh one the dad had it the father-in-law had it in a drawer, his tool drawer, and the other guy had it. So that suddenly, that stone kind of comes into question because it's like, okay, wait a minute. This wasn't brought to us by this stone cutter. This is brought to us by two random yeah. dudes. Uh, so maybe it makes all these others fit. But, um, and they're supposedly near that cave is where they originally found it, that, that, that cave. And it says, um, and it talks about John White being a prisoner and uh griffin and agnes dare okay Um, okay before we keep going we gotta stop real quick we gotta take a break yeah because i need to i need to regain my facilities here okay here's where it gets weird okay we'll be right back erie appalachia Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Kerry Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals. 
and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. how much more discussing of stones i can take here i know it's ridiculous it's weird because everybody you know now everybody has given this so much now it's starting to get some credence right uh you know the play's a hit the stones are verifying some of the things in the play and uh you know and you know and now we're finally answering america's greatest unsolved mystery at this uh, the first unsolved mystery you know um and then the 1940 scientific conference uh which is gonna allow other people to study the stones except for the group that's been studying them and it was originally gonna happen then it got delayed because there was new evidence supposedly and you know now they were suggesting the lost colonist had gone all the way to georgia oh and so 34 experts are there and the guests are looking at the stones and reviewing the circumstances of the discovery. And Tom Jett, you know, appears at the conference to say, look, I've had this stone since I was a kid. So it can't be a fake, right? It can't, mm -hmm. you know, but they basically, the science community looks at this and goes, wait a minute, we've got to look closer at these. And he's like, it could be real. It couldn't. The lead head guy was named Morrison and he, He's like, yo, the committee, as politely as possible, declares the stones to be fake. Largely wow. on the use of two words, trail and reconnoiter. Both okay. were not used in the English language recordedly until the 1590s. So okay. been long after Roanoke. Um. So Saturday Evening Post posts an article about it and the fact-checking department, you know, is like, no, we're not, we're not posting this, you know, because it's, it, it, you know, it's not legit. And, um, and then also this guy Hammond, who's found the first stone, he left Emory University shortly after and has not been seen since. And, and no one met whoever he claimed to be with no one met wherever he you know had ever been where he found it and supposedly he had cleaned it with a wire brush which would have removed any way of dating it or any way especially back at that time um and suddenly we find out that eberhardt the sculptor you know the 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 stone cutter the the guy who found it all on his property and all these other guys we're all friends, including Tom Jett. Of oh, the ew. Ew, 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 ew. So ew. the stones are pretty much fake. They don't blame Pierce, you know, the the the, the professor who's been supporting all mm -hmm. this. Um, but they basically said, you know, he did it. And at one point, after the that Saturday evening post scandal pops out. Eberhardt finds that, you know, he, you know, Eberhardt tries to sell Pierce 
another stone. But by this time, Pierce is like, no, no, I'm not doing this. And so he shows him this other stone that says, Pearson dare historical hoaxes. We dare anything that he's carved. It makes it look exactly like the old, the, uh, the other stones. And nice. he says, if you do not buy this new stone for me for $500, I'm going to give this and you're going to be ruined. And, um, and of course, he takes his side to the papers and that all the dare stones are hoaxes. And so they're dismissed. They're all gone. Okay. All right. Except the first one. Well, and here's the thing that makes sense to me. And then I want to be done with stones because no. stones, stones, <laughs> stones. But the thing that makes sense to me about the first one a little bit, right? This is where I'm willing mm -hmm. to stretch my boundaries is if, first of all, if you're going to leave, there isn't, it isn't like you're sending an email or you're texting or whatever, right? And there wasn't post offices nearly the way um, we know them even back in those times. Like you had a courier that had to do this and send a message. Like sending a letter was a fucking big deal, right? And especially if it's under duress, I could see somebody saying, okay, you know what we'll do? We'll leave a message and we'll do this. And I can also see the stone getting moved, getting dropped. Maybe they, you know, people think things going, you know, they'll take this route if we do this. So we're saying we're going to the island. They'll head this way. Let's work on this stone, which would take quite a bit of work back then. Cause it wasn't like a, you know, pen and pencil. Yeah. And I could see that occurring because it seems to communicate legitimately kind of what happened along their route. Now, um, with that said, the whole thing is still weird because they didn't find the bodies. They didn't find anything, but I want to go to what I deem is the cooler part of the story. Sorry, travelers, because there's a ghost involved. So <laughs> I want to get to the ghost, Mark. Where's the ghost? Uh, Bo, why don't you do the ghost? <laughs> I've done stones All for right. 20 minutes. I'm done. <laughs> stones mark 20 minutes of this podcast I got one more last little bit on the stones we'll wait but i want us to do ghosts first we've okay. been waiting patiently i need the ghost tell me the ghost <laughs> go for it Bo. okay so there's a legend that kind of like about like what happened to virginia and everyone else regarding like being integrated into like a native uh tribe um i have no uh knowledge as to if this was just made up for the play or was they had any evidence of this at all and all the websites are very like this is what happened and then they'll change little bits about it um so this is so bo our non-resident expert do tell us your expertise on this topic yes <laughs> all right so this is the legend the settlement was attacked by a group led by a native man named Juan Cheese. Um, but there was another man named Monteo and he protected the colonists. It was like, we're not gonna hurt them. We're gonna protect them. And Virginia Dare supposedly grew up into a beautiful maiden, of course. Um, and she had many suitors, including a native man named Okisco and a sorcerer because that's super cool, called Chico. And Chico proposed to Virginia, um, but she refused. And so he cursed her. 
Um, and she was turned into a white doe, uh, like a deer. Um, and Osquisco had a good sorcerer friend who created an arrowhead made out of mother of pearl, which would undo the curse if he shot her with it, which seems Wait. like a weird way to undo the curse. Yeah. Hold on. I need to pause. <laughs> I asked for a ghost and now we have sorcerers and people. Yes, being we're getting it. We're getting it. But and then, you have to get to the ghost. The ghost, we'll get there. Okay, but, but 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 I just need to make sure because I'm sure <laughs> listeners are like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so um the ghost people, is coming. The ghost is coming, <laughs> but so she got changed into a deer, and the Correct. solution to change her back. I just want to go with the stream of logic here is yeah. I'm gonna shoot her with an arrow, and this arrow will change her back. Yeah. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Mark, if I ever get changed into a no deer, not a deer, but a no deer, because that's what I feel would happen to me. Um, yeah. Do not shoot me with anything to change me back. If a shaman for, tells me it'll save you. No, I want a glitter gun. That is oh, literally the only gun. thing you can shoot me she with. She wants bedazzled is what she I, wants. I want to be a bedazzled <laughs> no deer. Continue. Yeah, bedazzled not deer. You got it. So the native man who attacked them, Wanchi's, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I've, I've only seen it written. I didn't hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he decides that he's going to also shoot this elusive deer because if you shoot a white deer, then that's super that's, cool. That's gold. Um, so he uh, decides to kill the deer, the different arrowhead that he was gifted by Queen Elizabeth. Um, unbeknownst to each other, they're both tracking this deer and they both come across her at the same exact time and when they come across her they both shoot their arrows at the same exact time which means that she was turned back into a human and then subsequently killed at the same time yeah. <laughs> and so Akisko took her back to the old fort at Roanoke and buried her there and then um, her body from her body grew a bunch of grapes that were blood red and the sweetest grapes you could ever find. So I'm just saying I don't like out, the story at all. Turns, I'm not on board. Turns out, and this is the funniest part, turns out that that story was created by a wine company who is trying to uh, sell their wine by making their grapes associated with Virginia Dare. Yeah. Tourism. Because because tourism but wow and it's funny is. because it's grown into oh i saw the ghostly white deer i saw yes the the yeah it's mm. even now there are sightings of the the quote-unquote white ghost deer that people happen to see in the carolinas so i just want to clarify that my ghost story <laughs> just turned into nothing and um so it's a not ghost <laughs> to go along with it's a not, and it's, not deer it's yeah. a not it's ghost. a not it's a not ghost um but capitalism is haunting us all the time yep <laughs> yes and i think honestly the you know my thing from all this is the idea of the lost colony being lost is completely bogus I think we yeah. know exactly where they were. 
Uh, I think we know exactly where they are. And, you know, it's the fourth voyage. The first voyage was to Hatteras, which was, you know, Roanoke at the time, uh, or Croatoan at the time, not Roanoke, sorry. And they, they basically spend one night on Roanoke Island during that whole thing and go back, you know, but they stay at Hatteras. And that's where they met Man Manteo of the Ro of the Croatoan tribe. And he's like, hey, we'll be friends. Now the second voyage comes in and they both, they live, they split it between Hatteras and Roanoke. And the English were at war with the Indians at this point because they'd killed their chief and, you know, burned one of their villages before going back to England. So, you know, of course, you know, the third voyage was the 15 men. And guess what happened? They got attacked and, you know, and that was on Roanoke. And then the fourth voyage, the lost colony, was to go get those 15 men only to discover they've been killed. And so we're going to stay here. What? <laughs> so like, I would like to discuss the American Horror Story Roanoke because yeah. I, I, when, so good. When Bo brought it up, I'm like, Obviously, we need to start all of our research with a made-for-television show <laughs> that involves um, Evan Peters. So, like, I feel as, like as that's, this is where we should begin any sort of scientific research into a situation or historical research. Yeah. But I have to say, now, hearing all of this and learning all of this, um, which, of course, by, makes me very similar to Bo, a non-expert on this topic whatsoever. <laughs> I uh, believe that I'm going to go with that there is a ghost haunting where Roanoke is that is basically in the form of Kathy Bates, I believe, and kills everybody. The butcher. Including <laughs> the butcher. a film crew. So I'm going to go with that story because that story is A, um, closer to the More truth. fun. And yeah. be more fun and see more all start. What do we think well, of that? <laughs> there we now we get the fun part of the conspiracy theories. Oh, okay. So 2012, I want to say, they discover a map at the British Museum that White had painted of Elizabethan United States. And okay. it was uh, the map is titled uh, La, La Virginia Pars parts of Virginia uh, right. hidden but what's hidden on it is this blotted area where these two rivers meet right down from Roanoke and somebody looks at that blot and says hey they used to communicate with invisible ink in case their boats got caught by the Spanish let's see what's there under this blot and what do they find is the symbol of a fort and that he used quite often. And now we're talking about the Spanish and the British were at war quite a bit. That's actually one of the things in the play is they talk, you know, they're afraid they see a ship and they're afraid to reach out to it. They're like, oh, well, they can save us. What if it's Spanish? And people are like, oh, the Spanish, they're, they're not a problem. I'm like, wait, yes, they were. Uh, they, they, they may not have heard about Fort Matanzas down in uh, Florida, but they might have. And that's where a group of French got massacred by the Spanish because they were Protestant and not Catholic. And guess what? Most of the people at Roanoke were Protestant and not Catholic. The Spanish would have massacred them. Uh, Matanzas is a thing we'll have to talk about another time when we do our around St. Augustine stuff. 
But um, anyway, so this fort would have been near another Native American village called uh, Medequin. And that was common. The Europeans used to settle near them because, hey, these people know how to live here and we can trade with them and, uh, and survive. Now, they did, and it was about 50 miles inland, which would have matched the story of that first stone. And it kind of ties up. So they go there, no sign of a fort, but they do start digging up pottery. And it could be from that time that they, they now call it uh, Site X and there's another Site Y. There's a lot of archaeology stuff here. And uh, they do find ceramics from different periods. They think they could be post-Jamestown stuff, which was only 20 years after uh, Roanoke. And Jamestown made it. And that was only because they kept getting reinforced and reinforced and resupplied. Um, but... Uh, but they do think it's possible that these could be Roanoke because there's no pipes. And that was every Jamestown site, people were smoking pipes like nonstop. Well, you so, know, what's also interesting. If you think a little bit about the history, two things is one, um, if there aren't enough people around to bury people, because burying people was not, you know, like a backhoe, like um, for everybody except for um, Sam and Dean Winchester digging a grave, it takes some time. Right. right or digging up a grave either way it still takes some time to do that and bury people right but one of the ways people used to desecrate sort of corpses was to burn them because if you weren't you know done with the correct rituals and stuff you that that damned your soul and things like that back in those times and i think it was true with um uh you know native americans as well like it, you know it, it it or just to leave them out there and there are animals and stuff like you know it seems like oh we'd come across all this stuff but depending on how it was done maybe not right yeah. you know I, and i think they went two places i think some of them went inland and i think some of them went to croton and uh and you know they did do some archaeological expeditions in both places they found stuff in both places uh, Hatteras, of course, now has had some excavation, but again, a lot of his private property, it's tricky. Same with site X and site Y or private park. One's under a golf course. And, you know, that's going to be a little tricky. You know, the golf course is, oh, no, we never found a thing. But of course, they found some things like almost immediately when they did look. Um, but I do think half of them went to Croton. I think at least some. There were stories of natives with gray eyes and, and, and some even claim to be descended from white settlers. And buildings uh, that were two-story buildings that they weren't doing in uh, like those areas until like the Europeans came in. Yep. So, and, and Grotons lived there till the mid 1700s, which a lot of the other tribes were wiped out, you know, way before then. So, you know, they assimilated quite a bit. And so they were, you know, they, it, it could be a lot of things. Um, I, I, I think one of the cool things that they found in, uh, Hatteras was a rapier hilt that predates Jamestown, but of course it could have been something that was brought by Jamestown, but they think it might have been, remember I mentioned him earlier, Fernandez's rapier hilt, because it was something he was reported to have had, and he was mm -hmm. quite a fencer as a pirate and all that. And, uh, there were also some 
like uh, early gun hardwares and a slate writing tablet fragment mm. that would have matched the first stone. So I brought wow. it back. So, well, I guess eventually this is kind of one of those things. Eventually, maybe they'll solve it. Who knows? Well, we because... had time travel. We never will definitively. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Again, history. I want to spend this. my time travel. Let's go back and see what the hell Roanoke <laughs> did. Like it will be the most boring story. And if we come forward with it, and like we figured out time travel, and uh, unlike solving Jack the Ripper, which would be kind of awesome, we're gonna explain. Mm -hmm that these guys just kind of went their separate ways and three years is a long time and probably it actually turns out our lovely friend didn't even show back up in the right place and he was like they're all gone and probably wasn't even <laughs> the right city like is anybody yep. taking that for granted like seriously well like i said we, we talked about you know that they did try to split between those two colonies initially why did he not go the short distance the other one <laughs> to the origin you know where they said they went you know, hey, we went here. Oh, okay, let's like go he, there. Nope, nope, nope. I'm he's going an home. over dramatic teenager. Like, I, this is too far. <laughs> he's like, know, I got rid of my family. Yes. It's the, it's the, it's the Harold and Kumar. Nope, we've gone too far. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I left my keys. Yeah, uh, nah, nah, too late. Left my phone. Oh, my goodness. It's ridiculous. Uh, well, listeners, if you have any Roanoke stories, we would love to hear them. And um, Evan Peters, I would love to have you on this show. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, can totally Jessica call Hare, us. You know, please, please give us a call. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, Jessica Lynn, yeah. like we got a list. Any of you, Kathy I'm, Bates. I'm willing to take you up on that coffee offer this time. So I yeah. promise. But uh, also, lies uh, and slander. I'm there, not Mark. dissing the play. The play is amazing. It is as a historical document of its own. The fact that it's been the longest running, uh, I think, outdoor theater play that uh, that I can recall. Uh, there, I, I'm sure there's some record it holds because it's and amazing. Well, um, clearly we'll we should take a field trip to go see this play. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty. You know, take it for what it is. It's entertainment, folks. Uh, and uh, you know, and the fact that the Dare Stones kind of came out about that time, I think, is a little suspicious. Uh, and and Hammond, the guy who, uh, you know, who found the the first stone, he's kind of suspicious in his own right because one of the one of the groups he was working with, there was a thing called the Drake Brass Plate. I don't know if anybody knows about this. This is something we might do in another episode, but it's another great hoax where a bunch of college professors put this brass plate in California that supposedly Sir Francis Drake put down saying claiming this land for Queen Elizabeth. And uh, and he carved on it and he had done an image of Elizabeth on the back. And suddenly it was found along a hiking trail. And it was a big, you know, scam to to hoax another professor and uh hammond was might have been part of that but there's no 100 linking him to it uh and again he kind of disappears from history so it's interesting to see what happened to this guy but i do think there was more to that first stone i don't think he was tied to that but it is interesting that you know the the brass thing is another thing but anyway oh my gosh so much stuff so much but travels so you guys travelers can go to roanoke island it has, and we're putting a link in the notes 
and by where I mean Callie is doing that and me and Mark are, and Bo are doing approximately nothing in regards to that. Um, but there's laughing. a bunch of restaurants. There's a bunch of inns. You can go see the play. There's a lot of attractions. So if you just kind of want a sleepy weekend, I would suggest going to and the And apparently island. some of them are haunted inns, but I don't know if they're also created to sell wine. Oh, probably. Go get haunted <laughs> grapes. That's All what right. we recommend. <laughs> And if you want to see the Dare Stones, they, uh, uh, after the scandal, they kind of got removed from public view, uh, but because a few documentaries have tried to bring them back to life, uh, they uh, have been placed under time in uh, the uh, auditorium of, um, oh, what's the name of the school? I'm sorry, I lost my notes. Uh, the um, Anyway, okay, I'll, I'll Mark's going to put notes. that in the notes. I'll put that in the notes, my notes. But there is a school that the stones are there. They have been allowed to be viewed for various investigations, and you can write them to uh, investigate the stones. It's Burno College, Gainesville, Georgia. Thank you. I just there remembered it uh, because okay. I have my note here where I wrote to go see it. Uh, oh. And uh, I have seen the, the stones, and they are the first one, definitely interesting. What's funny is the the other stones are actually in the attic on one of the campus houses, uh, which was, you know, it shows how well they treat stones two through 46. They don't care. But that first stone is is interesting. It's interesting. And, and, and I agree. So with that, travelers, we hope you um, enjoy the FX series, American Horror Story, Roanoke. We hope you enjoy going and seeing the Dare Stones if you want to put that much effort, but definitely check out Roanoke Island because if you get a chance to go there, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and you can see one of the longest running plays ever. And with that, Mark, what Bo, thank you so much for being with yes. us and going from, on that from journey. Roanoke, Virginia, not Roanoke, North Carolina. So. <laughs> yes, which every time I pass by Roanoke, Virginia, I do tell my friend, I make a joke. I'm like, I'm about to go to Roanoke. And she's like, well, I'll miss you. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bo, where can I find you? I mean, author I mean, Bo Lake. Not, li not literally. <laughs> not literally. <laughs> author Bo, actually, no. Author Bo Lake for email, bowlakebooks.com, or you can find me on all social media as Bo underscore underscore Lake. And I'd love to be pals with everybody. Yes. Okay. She says that we'll find somebody she doesn't want to be pals with. It is whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Please leave reviews, send comments, send your listener tales, and send what your theories are on uh, the lost colony of Roanoke. And uh, and uh, we would appreciate it. Just go to eerietravels.com, click that little send email, and uh, we'll get it and we'll, we'll look at it. And Thank you all so much for listening. And we hope that uh, if you do disappear, write a letter, just email somebody. Don't try to carve it into a stone or a tree. You know, yeah, maybe a, a cryptic text. Yeah, yeah. Know? Even, you know, just you know, try to be a little less cryptic with your stuff. But anyway, gang, with all that noise, we'll see you on the other side.